You're listening to BAU, Business as Unusual, the podcast that is shifting the way we think, interact and transact. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, Pat. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, I can feel autumn on the on the cusp, I think. Can you? Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. on the nose. So we've got what? We've got like 20, I don't know, 20 something days, 24 days left, or less than 20 something, 22 days left until uh, end of uh, end of summer. Yeah, I went for a run just before and I could smell it. Like, you know, that stillness. Um, yeah. yeah, it was beautiful. I love this time of year. Um, I'm not ready quite yet to say goodbye to summer, but say lovey. Uh, yeah. It's where it is. It feels nice. You, we had a good surf the other day. How are you feeling today? It is Monday. Um, Usually we record these on a Friday, so if you notice a tonal difference, let it be a piece of art and let it be what it will be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I'm really good. So, uh, yeah, busy busy weekend with just, you know, kid stuff, kind of, you know, the endless uh, parade back and forth to uh, to different, um, you know, sporting sporting events and training sessions, et cetera. But, no, I'm feeling, feeling good, yeah. yeah. In the thick of it. In the thick, for sure. Yeah, we've now got a family schedule for sporting events, which is, uh, yeah, you know, you're, uh, you know, you're getting to kind of that point of um, parenthood where you've literally got the, uh, your life revolves around every single day of the week. There is something on one of those evenings. Wow, that's a Rogers asshole if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. Off air, we were talking about the list and you've got an extensive one. That's a, it's only right that it, the trickle down effect. For sure. Uh, <laughs> maybe ai will sort it out and the deity where we're going today um will be how to sort roger's life out but i think you've got it pretty sorted by the sounds of your lists and not yes 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 and it's you know if ai only gives us a way to just create another form of list it'll be an absolute failure i reckon so it's um you know if ai doesn't do away with the need to have a list if it doesn't remember for us etc then really what what is it um and what's it here to actually do yeah do you feel like we're at that stage where it's uh grandpa's sitting there or or someone is sitting there and, and tells the young child you've got a lot of potential and we're at that, that point where the child being ai could could throw it all the way in the gutter and just make more lists if Microsoft yeah def- definitely, definitely. <laughs> i think it's um, it's it's interesting i mean obviously because we we you know we're we're delving deep into it in the moment i mean i keep reading and reading about more and more stuff uh around ai i mean i'm interested anyway but it's it's it is like i think it there's definitely a trajectory you could see on kind of one horizon where it could just end up with, um, I think you've said this before, like the kind of the the paperclip kind of thing in uh, in Microsoft, for those of you who are old enough to remember that crazy character that used to pop up with helpful suggestions in in PowerPoint. That is definitely one possible future where where this could actually actually end up Um and if it does, it's a it's a shame. Hopefully, it's just a use case for it. But certainly, it's um it certainly wouldn't be a transformational technology if that occurs. Yeah, we've been having some great conversations on and off air and around, and I think a lot of people have around the potential of of AI. And I feel like today we, we were setting off last week to really talk about what is the mystery that it is going to solve. And and yeah, to put it out there, I think that. It's got a lot of potential. Everyone knows that. What it will be remembered for is anyone's guess. Hopefully, not Clippy two point But that's the one. What, Clippy. <laughs> what it could be is it literally. Uh, 
had this thought where it was humans are super fallible and and we keep getting in our own way like it's it's going to be an interesting interaction and where we put this because we jumped off last uh conversation and we had some pretty wild thoughts around solving loneliness problems um and and so saving ourselves from ourselves which is an interesting one um what it could actually be but it could be go down in history as yeah the the climate saver it could be the democracy saver it, but i really think out on limb i reckon it will be known as the deity that actually brings data sovereignty into the mix mm. sticking with that idea of you are what you eat and and really with ai the more and more i dig into it the more and more you realize it is a product of what it has been feeding on yeah for sure and that that whole idea that you know that it's really the data set that that powers it right so i mean i think that's that's what you're touching on there and i you know like i i was thinking along similar lines around kind of like what type of deity is it so like the data sovereignty piece to me the the other part of that is actually about interconnectivity and i think the mystery that it could very much solve for us is actually that it's really what surrounds us and how connected those things actually are um and being able to help with some of the things that um you know humans don't always do that well which you're already pointing out which is to be able to kind of not see the pattern per se, but actually understand the pattern. So, you know, a lot of the kind of mystique that we that we put up to like, oh, it's just luck or coincidence or deja vu, et cetera. These are all kind of very human constructs for really it's you've been in some situation before and your brain's actually trying to tell you um, that there's some something here that you should pay attention to to actually kind of kick you out of um, basically autopilot um, to actually look at it. And I do wonder that, AI, if it reaches where it could actually go, is it would allow us to understand the connectivity between our own data or where we're actually at and be able to actually point that out to us. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, that's in, I'm trying to unpack that. So you're really saying those those patterns around us, if you can just like build out on that, I don't know if I'm fully there with you. Yes. So you're sort of saying, um, yeah, just unpack that. Are you saying seeing patterns and it helps us maybe dissect and mathematize what our constructs of luck are, what opportunity is, what like yeah. you've been here before. Is it a dream or was that actually a reality? Sort of how does that help? Yeah, yeah exactly. But I think it's it's our data, right? So it's kind of building out what you're talking about. So at the moment, our data um doesn't, you know, we don't actually see our own data very well. Right. Whereas AI, I think, will actually allow us because it, this is what value will be, is that we will be a unique data set that actually kind of follow, follows us around that we can actually kind of understand, you know, kind of ways to actually go. Like it's it's interesting stuff, like what's what's helpful. Right. So these kind of these mysteries in life and being able to kind of understand and luck, coincidence, kind of happenstance is kind of one of the last mysteries that we're actually left with is kind of humanity. It's like, oh, lucky that worked out or the coincidence. I ran into this person or, you know, this, this trip seems to be a little bit quicker than that trip. But I think, you know, when you really kind of think it through, it's, it's one of the last kind of mysteries broadly that is actually left, at least as on a human level is kind of what actually is that around. So if the railroads kind of demystified, I guess, kind of like took away the dimension of travel, right? They made travel something that it was actually, you were able to do and it wasn't a mystery anymore between like what a city was on one coast to another. It wasn't a two-year 
travel adventure to to get there. It was just a couple of days. Um, now, you know, the mystery of the world through an airline is, you know, you literally get on and you get off and it's, you know, you are in a new, is it in a new spot? I think it's interesting to look at AI through what it might actually do. So it is, it's born of data, as you're saying. So it's diet is us. And so therefore this, you know, like, is it, you know, there's loads of different little mysteries that I think it's really going to help us key into. Like, is that a silly thing for me to do? You know, is I think it'll kind of know based off of our own patterns. And then the question that that throws up is that what do we do when, when we actually kind of understand our, our own data? Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's throwing me, I want to go on so many tangents on, on that. One is that I feel like <laughs> humans suck at listening for one self-included if someone tries to tell me what to do I often do the other Mm. and then two is like a tangent to this would be would AI then if it is the deity of demystifying something is Mm. it then gonna be the god of killing innovation for me so much of my life has been like what you're describing but it's sort of happened by mistake or happened by like it's like you've worked on something so your data has been processing to a degree Yep. And then something accidentally clicks and then you see a ha-ha moment. Correct. I started yep. sometimes I was dyslexic and I spelt, spelt some wrong and then spelt it the, right, the wrong way and it made so much sense because it was like a sum of the times. Just yep. like small things like that, if you if you take out, that like, that's very niche. But if you no, take no, 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 but I, but I understand what you're saying. I yeah. Definitely like, could it be then if it, if it, if it does do that, then... Yeah, I would say it could also be <laughs> the death of innovation to a degree. Like that's an interesting one around creativity and and where that goes if we give, because that is like a question of agency to a degree. Around yeah. that. that's where it gets pretty wild. Around it's true, but it also could be the amplifier, right? It could it could be the amplifier because it it takes what you were talking about and kind of it removes it from this process that you kind of don't actually understand. But if you're curious by nature and you kind of mull on things, I reckon you'd be constantly like, posing problems right so kind of like would that kind of actually come together and then AI might be like going well joe like in previously you've thought about kind of you know doing it this way this way this way and you'd be like oh yeah i forgot about that um and then it might kind of trigger you to think in a in a slightly in a slightly different different way right so it's Hmm. it's almost like it's going to be like our our real it could be like our real memory so at the moment, a lot of what we engage in in a digital sense is really it's it's um, it's us kind of putting forward our best view of ourselves in into the world. But it does feel like AI, if it becomes this kind of data set that's uniquely yours, I do wonder whether it's going to give us a more of a stronger sense of just how human and just how probably powerful, interesting, curious, creative we actually could be. Yeah. I was thinking because we were talking about memory last week and I was I remember reading a lot about memory and how important forgetting is for human memory. It's just as important of remembering and like this plays into so much around who controls the narrative, how it all plays out in public and then personal inward. It's like we're constantly reconstructing that. But if you have an AI buddy there is just like, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's like, yeah, but last time at 4am you made this decision and you'd be like, I know, I know. I did. Shit. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah but it's true like i think that's the um it's almost like it could be the 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 kind of like it's again that's why i keep coming back to that like it's actually about happenstance circumstance and all of these things that we kind of just basically go oh that was bad luck or good luck but it's actually like bad luck is often your choices right and you tend to want to forget how they actually manifested because it didn't take you to a great place but it's i think there's there's a lot in that that I had just clearly hasn't been debated like the ethics of that and kind of in some ways it's going to force us to understand what is what it is to be human really what it actually is like you should probably be allowed to forget and erase things that are kind of actually embarrassing or you know stunting for you etc but it's so much of our current technology is the opposite of that, right? It actually, you know, we've spoken about this before. Like if you post a photo on Instagram, they all look the same because no one wants to stand out really. They're just a slightly different flavor of the same thing. Mm, it's a bit like suburbia. Um, yeah. The one thing that it got me thinking uh, was it's like, and especially where we are now, it's changing tact a little bit is like, because it, I see AI so differently to what a human is, and that is fallible, full of failure, full of fault, full yeah. of beauty, because it is imperfect and it's always striving for perfection and never getting there. That's sort of what is beautiful about humanity in all its warts and everything. AI feels like it's very definitive. It can be programmed for an idea, but what humanity needs right now the most is probably for itself to get out of its own way and that is like corruption for one yeah like everybody is to try and solve a, a democratic system or climate so it's like you vote and i think this is fallible as well but you vote on vote on a certain like constitution say if you just had it enacted and then it was it was like the computer says no until you get to that vote again there's no way that you can get jobs for mates out in regional New South Wales to be able to get the vote through this way. Do you know what I mean? There's I the do. back doors closed. Yeah. Yeah. It's um yeah, and this is like, I mean, if you go back to kind of like a lot like a lot of like like I guess the writings of people like kind of um and of kind of Huxley, etc. And often this kind of it's not a dystopian future, like the the where technology could take us. It could be one of two things it could be that it kind of takes the system that we have and it embeds it further which is arguably i think where we're at now right is that it's kind of all technology has really done over the last 30 years is create more inequality in the world not less right so it actually by definition of democracy it hasn't done it so it's it's not a force for democratization what it actually is a, is a force for currently is basically it's it's indoctrination and maybe arguably like a little bit of um i don't know you get you know free connections with people right and I, I don't think the math works in favor of kind of like if you say that it hasn't been a benefit to the wider world you would have to say where we stand today no but then when you look at I mean, you know, that's just my view on kind of like particularly social social medias, et cetera, is that it's to me, it's we've we've ended up at a point where we've become more unequal. So there's lots of things around that. But broadly, it's about 
the way that capital has been invested, the returns gone to capital. Whereas I do, this does make me wonder whether kind of this is actually going to allow the worker to work more effectively, quicker, faster, et cetera, so that the proceeds go back towards labor, right? So this idea that kind of AI and knowing data sets, knowing your own data and data sovereignty actually empowers you to be more of an individual. Because at the moment in technology, we are, we're the product, like our data is basically where the value is being created. But if AI allows us to take that back and basically become our own product inside that system, surely then more of the spoils go towards the worker or the consumer in this instance. Yeah. So let's like take that out. I think that's definitely the glass half full, which is nice to be coming from, from your fine self yeah. and taking that out and how that actually will, will play out is you've got a few pieces there and that is that educational piece where it's like what is data sovereignty how is it part of you just as much as that and then where is the AI? is it an individual ai do you all have the same do they grow do they change what yeah. is the program that sits behind that and and these are all like valid conversations like is it is it going to become the new uh like it's you get a digital birth certificate yeah i mean it that those are all possibilities of kind of like where where this can start to start to head i mean i think directionally what it always makes me think of is that it could be it's basically like your digital self in in some ways so that if at the moment we struggle because it's it's a very as individuals because it's a very one-sided battle at the moment because we we literally cannot see where our so even just solving the first problem around data sovereignty for example and demystifying where our data is mm. right ai immediately would be able to actually tell you that they'd be able to go oh joe your data is being used on this site for xyz and you'd be like oh i didn't know that right i really don't don't agree with that. I don't want my data used for that. Or I'm happy to sell it to, you know, Volvo for a couple of bucks and they can they can serve me endless ads. Right. So it's like those are those would be the decisions that I think will be more empowered to make in in the first instance. But then the second layer to that is exactly what you're talking about, which is that what is it truly to be a digital self, right? What what do we actually want that? What do we really want that to be? Mm. And then on your point is how do we make that equitable for all? So at the moment we haven't, we definitely have, I think there's ideas and information spread fast, whether it's good or bad, it's yeah. what's happened. And then, But not everyone's part of the conversation um, and not everyone's a, a, an equal actor in it at all. Um, no. So, yeah, it's it's got a challenge ahead of itself and it's come in at a polarising point and it'll be interesting to see what and if it has a voice in healing a polarization or exasperating a polarization. Yeah. On, yeah, online. for sure. Yeah. And it's like, I, th I do think it's a really interesting, um, this is kind of like, it's a, it's a slight kind of um, pivot to get back to the main point. But if you look at how, for example, government is now trying to tackle where we actually find, they're actually trying to be bigger than technology, if that makes sense. What they're actually trying to be is to be the biggest force in our lives for actually shaping shaping this future through investment, which has always been the role of, of government at, at some level is in terms of kind of just shape the conditions that we all live within. But the other part of that is they're fighting against something that kind of goes across different borders, etc. So you do you do kind of almost you can see it as kind of there's two different ways that can actually go right so like digital citizenship could be one very clear outcome of something like ai because it can it actually 
would allow you to be able to kind of understand those things in a real simple way that is actually at an individual level, you know, where your data is kind of where stuff is at, be able to write code as well as anyone else, because you can think you can build programs, et cetera. So it could be very democratizing around the tools of this infrastructure that have kind of been, been taken away potentially, but it's, we're so early in in what this thing actually actually is and often the the narrative i find ends up like well it's either going to be a skynet future and we're all going to get killed because we made this thing sentient or it's you know someone going oh look at me i just you know got chat gpt to write a business plan it's just like neither one of those things are to be honest fucking useful at all they're actually useful one what's that i'll tell you a useful one Tell me. I was having a uh, a wine yesterday with brother-in-law and we were talking about it. We are like, how would you make a brewery? And it was full uh, AI orientated. And we were like taking the data idea um, and around. So community get together and they're like, all start sharing what they love about tasty beers. What This is like a very novel case. And then, so you ask... um, you ask it to generate art and you want it to take you want it to look a bit like this, feel like this from the community. It builds the art, it builds out the actual taste profile off the beers that you fed it. And you're yep. literally just slowly working as a community to make the tastiest beers, but using AI yep. <laughs> to do it. Like it's so stupid. <laughs> it's so but, it, but it's real. Cool. That's a, that's a real case. Also a tool. Like you can see that yeah. it's when you do it in that way as a case study, it, it actually starts to like make DAOs make sense. Yeah. All of a totally. Because it gets rid of that that murky governance layer where people are like jockeying for position here and there. It's it literally lets the data speak loudest if it's pro it has the potential to. There's always fallibility. We live yeah. in a human world. But um the actual use cases is, is fascinating, like what you can do. And I'm so curious to see where weirdos take this, especially in its infancy. Because yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Potential is huge. And who's going to make the biggest breakthrough with it, right? So I mean that like the, as a as a tool, it it kind of skews towards like efficiency and automate automation as it stands. So I mean a lot of its kind of use cases at the moment are really it's it's about basically being predictive, being analytic, or basically running running a process. That's how most people have used artificial intelligence. So it's that you know, the, you know, with your beer thing, it would be able to kind of, even if it was in the brewery, you'd be able to look at that and go, that one's not quite right, right? Yeah. That label slightly off, et cetera. And so it's able to kind of really through its data set of learning pattern recognition, but that is not its future. Its future could be very much like it's sentient. And this is where I think that's, um, we get so polarized between it's either an efficiency tool or it's kind of like, it's going to come and kill us. It's actually like, it could be sentient in the context that you're talking about. And that actually is this community. It's basically, it's conscience. It's actually kind of going, look, all of us together are looking at all of this, but you know, Joe thinks pink is cool and Pat hates pink. So I'm just going to split the middle and kind of call it maroon. And then we're both looking at it going, oh, I'm happy. And we both think it's our idea but it's actually the ai that's solving solving the thing because it's it doesn't have emotion right it doesn't carry that it's just carrying weighted averages etc and it's 
you know, and I always come back to like, you know, these, these visions of the future, they're often optimistic when technology plays that role. It plays that role of being the straight person who actually kind of without emotion, you know, whether it's Spock on, on Star Trek, being able to process stuff, you know, or kind of in, when you see kind of these all knowing computers that we can ask things to, it tends, tends to be something that's factual and coherent. Maybe the deity that it will be, I can't think of it eloquently now, but it is the true expression of a collective that like we've never seen it before like that is a huge potential for where it can go but uh what that looks i suppose biggest challenges to get there is is a fascinating one i think that's when we start touching on ethics but the potential for a community to feel heard and whole from an ai that they've all signed off on and feel like they're creating together is you start to get a digital sense of a garden and a digital sense of a of a, of a collective voice and, and what that looks like and what that does for polarization is an interesting point of where that where that can head but yeah it's got a lot of work ahead of itself yeah yeah it does it does and i guess it, there's no um there's no governance charter per se that's going to get i wouldn't think get developed off the top and maybe this is where we actually have to go next is kind of actually starting to think about like some of the impediments that are and kind of some of the topics that need to actually get looked at through through this through this lens and kind of who's actually trying to think through like you know are we going to end up with a master programming language like we did with the world wide web are we going to end up with a protocol that allows all of this to actually happen easily or are we going to end up with multiple walled gardens which is where we've headed with kind of you know technology even if at a simple level you go apple world versus google world um the two don't um the two don't connect that well so it's like what what is it is it, there's going to be the public realm thing which i think is you know really what allows the internet to work um, um versus kind of more of like an os world which doesn't it's not it's not compatible right you can't just take you know um a google phone and translate it over to apple right you can't those, those os's are not made to work together no they're not and so in terms of the ai that's gonna rule it all the program language that's gonna sit there it's it's a fascinating one and that's on the premise that it's really replacing our search and gestures gonna come in and it's gonna be a lot more of a conversational um space which is like ai really if we go all the way back to a few of the combos where we had where we thought the internet of things is heading it is gestural and we'll stop getting this bad back posture when we're sitting at the computer i'll stop wasting time trying to find a better chair because you'll be hubby interact with the internet in a in a whole different plethora of way like you'd be able to do it like on the run that you went on right so it's kind of because it's there and it's and it's and it's with you like this this kind of this um yeah, yeah. i do like you know you could I and mean, we can explore this kind of next time we chat but it's I think it's also the death of hardware as we know it. And so this this idea that kind of hardware is separate and discrete is I'm not sure that's going to stand the test of time. Yeah. So if you're a betting man, where would you be betting that this is this is heading? You have to put a stake in the ground and and run with it for the next five years. Where would you be spending your time? Um well, I mean, I like first first principles to me is always about trying to understand the 
the use cases for it and then understand kind of the the primary driver of behavior that, that sits with it. So, I mean, I think that's, I mean, we can literally do that next episode because I think it's really good to kind of actually delve, delve into that. So if this is about really kind of, you know, I think it's kind of going to demystify the world of technology, right. And actually kind of make it very simple for people to um, live in the digital world. So it's the death of kind of, you know, these, these gods of tech that we've kind of put up because they've somehow been able to master this. I think coming out of this in 15 years time, we'll be like, well, they're all bags of shit. Um, you know, this is, this is the way, this is the way forward. And yeah. And if you look at it that way, then you can actually start to think about, okay, well, where does this actually head? Like, you know, you'll be able to program, you'll be able to prompt, you'll be able to kind of gesture versus being stuck as we're talking about at a laptop or a phone, where does it start to go? When you were speaking, it, it, an image came into my head where it is AI that's bashing the pinata that has been tech for the last 20 years and the spoils, yep. the lollies are going to the kids on the ground. And <laughs> that's a great, that's a great image. It's a really good, it's a lovely metaphor. Yeah. I feel like that is, that is something that, that could be done if the stick hits right and um, the ground is fertile and the appetites there. And uh, yeah, it makes sense, but let's dig into the, Right, well, let's dig into the lollies next week. Let's, yeah, let's uh, unwrap a few and see how they taste. Done. Cheers, Pat. Thanks, Joey. Thank you for listening to BAU Business as Unusual. Subscribe and learn more at baupod.co. That's baupod.co.